I do not buy dreams. I sell them. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Flagrant Take Podcast. I'm your host, Fred Johnson, and this is part two. This is behind the scenes. This is, you know, the BTS scene, I guess, uh, with Justin Porter here. Uh, Hopefully you just checked out our first episode we just completed, available on SoundCloud and iTunes. Not yet Facebook Live, but it will be. And uh, we decided to just keep the camera. We have a camera rolling now. We now decided to go ahead, hit record again, and... This is more just uh, after-hour musings, I guess we could say, in regards to this episode. So uh, we're just going to keep the conversation rolling. We've talked about neighbors and being social parents and all that good stuff. And plus, how our kids will never know us young and, like, really fun. I don't know, but, like, all right, so when when you think of growing up, like, your memories of your mom. Right. So, like, what... Like, what do you, do you remember having fun? Like, do you remember fun things? What kind of interactions? Oh, we did fun stuff, but it was like, you know how now that we're parents, we know that there's like two sides of us. There's the parent us, and then there's us when we get around in social environments that we actually like, and we let loose a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I knew like my mom was fun, but I didn't know like her personality away from being a parent. Yeah. I guess is more what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, our kids will never know that. Now, it's interesting. Um, you know, I don't know if my kid would actually hang out with Fun Me. Because um, <laughs> I'm probably going to be who I warned my kid about hanging out with. But my wife brought up a point, and she said, uh, you know, the da- the new age of dating with these apps, right? Because we miss the apps. Yeah. And all I mean, that. We my wife have the internet, really. My wife is so convinced that we wouldn't have swiped right for each other. And so, you know, we were talking about now in the dating world of apps, you know, number one, in my opinion, my I believe conversation now amongst the singles sucks. Like yeah, meeting I'm on so an app is so I'm impersonal. so glad I met Teresa at a church picnic and yeah. not through some app. I mean, I no shade though, because people no, well, find no. Love in the strangest places, and to me, it's strange because I didn't find love that way. But I'm I'm just glad I don't have to do that. Like, could you? Do you think? Would you have swiped right for Teresa? Oh hell yeah! Oh, let me tell you, the only thing that would have kept me. Well, what does swipe right mean? Does that mean good? That, yeah, that means like you like them. Okay, and you're hoping they I do the same. I would have right for her talk. as long as I didn't see her with her gym shirt tucked into her basketball shorts. If I had seen that first before I heard her talk, yeah, I would not have swiped right. Gotcha. I don't know. See, the problem is it's all in how you market yourself on those things. That's true. I don't think she would have worn her t-shirt tucked into her yeah. basketball shorts. Because now the trick is, and I learned this because my buddy was staying with us for a few months, is you, you put pet pictures up. Like if you start swiping and all that stuff and realizing that the women you're into... Like pets, yeah. And you just grab a picture of you with a dog, and you throw it up there, and then now all of a sudden, you're all you're oh, Mister. That's like I love dogs. Day hanging out in the produce section at the grocery yeah. store. Yeah, yeah. Do you know I was thinking about? We we're talking about uh, moms. You know this is a weird phenomenon with my mom. I don't know if your mom does this, but my mom. I have these memories of like my childhood with my mom that she swears never happened. So okay. like I remember specifically making cinnamon rolls. I remember my mom used to have the dough. I remember it rising. I remember rolling them up. And 
to this day, when I'm like, Mom, you remember when you used to make those cinnamon rolls? And it's such a fond, warm memory in my mind. Right. She's like, baby, I have never, ever made cinnamon rolls. Wow. And I'm like, did it happen? Or was it in my mind? Like, you know? I'm sure it happened. But I, like, does your mom have those times where you're, she's like, that never happened, baby? <laughs> no. Um, there's things that I'm sure now she would omit. Like, <laughs> try to make sure <laughs> that I wouldn't remember. You car while I went to the grocery store. <laughs> Yo, there, were, there, were, there was a time she, uh, she told me she was going to uh, take me down to the juvenile center. And I was going to spend the week in there because I kept getting in trouble in class. Yeah. And uh, she did a really good job playing it off. Like, she told me what action figures I could bring. <laughs> like, I really thought I was going... And when it was time for her to make the phone call, like, to say, all right, I'm bringing them, I realized she was talking to my sixth grade teacher. And my sixth grade teacher had put it up. They were put, in on it. Those heifers were in on yeah, it. Yeah, they set me up. Yeah, they right, kind of, so, like, scared me straight. Let me tell you how blessed you are. Because my mom, indeed, did the same thing, Precious. She said, <laughs> if you don't shape up, we are done sending you to private school, home school, you're going to wilderness camp or military school. And I was like, yeah, F y'all. Y'all ain't going to do nothing. I came home one day. Would they have military? I walk into the house. They hit play on the VCR tape, boo. And it is a Welcome to Oak Ridge Military Academy. Are you serious? You have been accepted against your will. Now, behold the footlocker in the middle of your living room. It has all of your earthly belongings that you will need to live on campus. Did it for real? They had a footlocker in the room? Yes, sir. And I was gone that week. And they sent my fat ass, my fat sissy ass to military school. So now let me tell you what happened when I got there. None of the uniforms fit my fat ass. So all those little runts around me are in there's these new little uniforms for the military school. Right. And they gave me sweats with black socks up to my knees and patent leather shoes. And then I wore like the little military cap like Gomer Pyle. Yeah. And that is what I had to walk around in while everyone else was in a uniform. Man. Until they got my fat ass a size forty eight waist. See you At least that? your parents followed through. I don't maybe we didn't have the gas money that night. That's probably why she didn't drive me all the way down there. You know, because I absolutely thought that I was going for sure. She took me to court. I had to sit in like the, the jury box. <laughs> She's scared straight with friends. She tried, man. God bless. She tried so many times. Did it work? Court almost worked. Court almost worked because I'm sitting there in the jury box. I guess this was just a bench trial. And uh, my mom knew the judge, Judge Mallory. His brother, uh, Mark Mallory, ended up being the uh, mayor of Cincinnati recently. Shout out to them. And, uh, she said, you know, I want you to see what happens to people who act just like you're acting. And so I went. I remember it, man. I'm wearing like these, not corduroy pants, but they're like brown jeans. And Did I had a button-up shirt. No, no. <laughs> and then I had like the Kango hat. Yeah. Like, I thought I was cool, man. And uh, Like LL Cool J? Yeah, yeah. More like Samuel L. Jackson, yeah. right? Because I didn't have nearly as much swag as LL. But 
I'm sitting in the jury box, and you know when the judge comes and walks out, I saw the defendant stand up. So I went to stand up too, <laughs> and the judge looked at me like, "You can sit down." For if you don't draw attention to yourself over there in the you're jury your box, you're Kangal. Take a seat. Bro. Yeah, you can chill out. Um, yeah, I'm sure he just had a crush on my mom, and he pulled some strings. Your mom was in cahoots with everybody. She's yeah. on the phone with the sixth grade teacher. She yeah. got the judge's family. Where I got to sit out. in the judge's quarters, but afterwards, and and ask him questions, and he tried to give me the uh, the the speech to straighten myself out and all that all that did you ever envision that you would be like in the suburbs in north carolina with a beautiful family and a baby on the way like what did you picture for yourself oh like then not not that it's it needed needs to be different i'm just saying then what was in your mind what was like the ideal i always wanted to you know what i never pictured family life i never pictured marriage I always wanted to be a sports broadcaster. That's it. Yeah. I always pictured the profession. I never pictured my personal life because I had no idea. My personal life was always chaotic. It was always changing in some way, be it groups of friends or where we were living. Because we packed up and moved so much and my parents mm-hmm. were divorced. So it was like family life was such a question mark in and of itself. So I would much rather just picture what I'm going to do you know, what I'm going to enjoy doing mm-hmm. versus that and just find joy in that. Yeah. Um, you know, as opposed to trying to find again, find finding it in the household because that was non-existent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for like you in regards to like entertaining. Yeah. You know, you could picture yourself entertaining, but did you ever picture what type of family, what type of woman you'd be married to? I was to? convinced How many kids? that I would, did not want kids. In fact, I remember a conversation I had with my Aunt Nancy and when I first got married, and I was like, no, I don't want kids. Yeah. And she cried, and she's like, baby, you have so much love to give, and you just would be the best father. And I was like, well, if it happens, it happens. Right. And, you know, in my mind, I was like, I think what it was is that I was so afraid to be a dad because I was like, you know, I'm adopted, and I've got all of these rejection issues, and I'm really yeah. selfish with my my just who I, I just feel selfish as a person sometimes because I require a lot of attention from the people around me. Gotcha. You know, so I was like, you know, what kind of dad am I going to be? And then, huh. boom, three months later, Teresa's like, I ain't had enough period. And I'm like, what? Word. Should you be taking vitamins? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And, uh, so, you know, but and it's, that's the best wow. thing ever happened. Yeah. It, but I never... No, ever, ever, ever would have imagined it. I wanted to be like, I don't know what I wanted to be. I, I didn't care if I was singing next to uh, Ira David Wood at the damn, you know, Ira David Wood Theater over mm-hmm. at Bullen Park. Right. You know, making $2 a year. You just wanted to I just be on wanted stage. to sing. I wanted to make people happy because it yeah. made me happy to see people happy. Yeah. See, that was the thing. And, you know, for you, did you have a type when you were dating? See, I, um, I had a type, but my wife is not at all. I would say disease free. That was it. That was that it. was my only criteria. Not even two legs. No. Word. In fact, I have a great story. I'll tell you off camera. Can't wait. <laughs> can't wait. Good. I was about to say I can't be the only one sharing, you know, salacious details of my personal no, life no, tonight. No. Getting myself kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> my hope is that this hour my wife's already asleep, but I'm sure there's no chance of that. You think she's awake? Guaranteed. How she pregnant is. is she now? Very and Very. uncomfortable. There's times I just look at her now and I'm just like 
you look miserable. But she's so beautiful, though. Oh, she's radiant. She is one of the most beautiful pregnant women. Thank you. you know, well, I, I say thank you. Like, I mean, besides the but pregnant part, I have nothing to do with that. Plus, the other day. So, I don't know if y'all saw the video. But people saw the video mm -hmm. of, um, of your family. But, right. Like, when she came out in that green dress, I think we both about hit the pavement. Damn. Gorgeous. She looked phenomenal. Gorgeous. She looked phenomenal. I was ready to apologize for anything I do to make her mad this week. I wonder if I can fit in that green dress. Well, I know I cannot. You tried? Um, <laughs> I'm just going to assume and, and be safe in that. In your mind. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll just go with that. But... But yeah, see, I never, I never had a a type, so it's hard for me to envision when I was a kid who yeah. I would marry. I mean, definitely in eighth grade, I wanted to marry Tyra Banks, and then it was J Lo, Bette Midler. I did want to marry Bette Midler. I liked her when I saw the uh, what movie was that? The First Wives Club, where her and Goldie Hawn. Mm -hmm. I saw and, her. God, who else? Yeah, First Wife. It's funny, my childhood. We watched a lot of divorce films and films to do with death because instead of us talking about it, mm -hmm. we would just watch movies of people going through it. At least you addressed it. it, though. A lot of people don't even address that stuff. Eh, we had our own way. Like, yeah. the whole sex conversation. My mom, Ooh, like, got that? me a book. Yeah? It was asking about sex and growing up. And I just treated it like porn. Did you have to do that in school, too? Uh, seventh grade, our health class. Yeah, because you had to get the little waiver signed for you to either stay in class to re receive sex education, or if you uh, didn't get it signed or your parents didn't want you in there, you had had to go to uh, study hall. Do you know what I remember about sex ed? The only thing I remember about sex ed is that when I would press my nipples against my desk, it would make the top of my head tingle. I'm a s <laughs> my only thought was, which head is he talking about? Uh, oh, okay, gotcha. I would be gotcha. like this. I'd, be la I'd lean forward on the desk, and every time... I rub my nipple on the desk, top of my head would tingle real hard. Word. It made me very uncomfortable. Interesting. I you don't know why. You never that's got the only thing I remember about sex ed, I, honestly. Just during sex ed? No. During no other class? No, I just specifically oh, okay. remember that sensation <laughs> taking place during sex ed. So I always, when I think about it, yeah. I think about my nipple making my top of my head yeah, tingle. tingle. Interesting. I would always get into the bell boners. So four minutes before the bell would ring... <laughs> Erection, so I never oh, did. Oh, you looking for a reason to sit? You're like, oh, yeah. I lost something under my desk. Those would be the days <laughs> where you're like doing the group reading in front or something like that. Yeah, I would always do that. I don't know. Teenage guys are weird. I used to. Say, I can't wait till my eraser. son's a teenager. It's I always had crazy pencil erasers. Even yeah, like way way older than I probably should have. And I used right. to say my pencil eraser popped off, and so I'd be crawling around on the ground, so I didn't have to stand up with my little boner. Oh, word. Yeah. See, we were. I mean. My public middle school was hilarious because we had a kid get busted for bringing a Playboy in the science it's class. It's a different time because kids, I mean, nowadays, I mean. Yeah, if you bring a magazine to class, they're probably going to laugh at you. Like, who looks at magazines? They're like, what kind of old ass head are you? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, what library did you get this out of? Speaking they of which. They still make magazines? They do. You remember, um, there's, I remember Walden Books inside of uh, Tri-County Mall. Oh, all um, those bookstores. They had that little sleazy section. Well, yeah. And see, the cool part was, and back where I grew up, um, they were always next to the hip-hop magazines. So, you so I could go to look at a, and the Vibe magazines used to be like this big. Yep. So I remember uh, Ginger Spice was in Playboy. <laughs> 
And so the trick was you take the Playboy and you put it in the middle of the, you know what I'm saying? And then you like, as you, you know, you kind of get the rip at the bottom and slide (laughs) it out and put it right back on top of the plastic and then keep flipping through. Oh my God. And I remember they busted me. They got me looking (gasps) at ginger spice. And I remember. You know, they always had those big ass mirrors up too. Yeah. The, the, the uh, concave. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Right behind me. So they saw the whole thing. And so when they came and approached me. I dropped it and it slid out from the Vibe magazine and I booked it. Oh my man, god! I was out. Oh my gosh! The only time I ever did that is there was a massage, Playboy massage video at our local Video Rama, and I remember my video parents, Rama. my mom and dad were renting some Christian movie about some horse. I think it was. I don't remember what it was called. Was it sea biscuit. No, like I don't remember. That's probably not you a know, Christian. Jesus one. horse. I don't know. <laughs> the rose, the yeah, horse Jesus, Jesus rode in on. And um, they were looking for it. My mama couldn't find it. And she's like, no, I'm looking for I know it's y'all have it. I called earlier. It's called the Jesus horse. And they're going around looking for the Jesus horse. And I'm over here, and I see this little Playboy massage video. And you know what my little fresh ass did? I should have take that thing off the shelf, slid it back in the back of my pants. Yeah. And went home with it. And I was too scared to watch it for like three or four months. And I kept it hidden in my vent. In my bedroom. Damn. That's hardcore, right? And um, That's like Ocean's Eleven. And when I finally watched it, I was so mad because all it ever showed was side boob. Really? Yeah, it was like rated PG version. And I was so mad. Yeah, that's true. I was like, well, I could see a side boob. Yeah. I got side boobs. (laughs) Thank God for HBO, man. We're getting off track. Hey, y'all. We're live. I know. Thank I, you for the hearts if you're giving hearts. If not, wake up. Give me some hearts. What do you typically talk about with your your friends, your, uh, your followers? Normally I'm looking at it and I'm chatting with people. Normally I'm crafting or doing something. Because I find it's easier to talk if I'm doing something. Okay. Because I don't normally have anybody to talk to. It's easy to sit here and talk with you. Well, thank you. I try to, try to make it easy. You're yeah. welcome. You got me I'm all doing. liquored up. Well, you know. With Diet Coke. <laughs> <laughs> it made for a great podcast, though, right? Two. Exactly. I can't wait to hear it. It's going to be very interesting. It's going to be very interesting. Yeah. I'm going to listen to it back. i got to drive to uh, Atlanta on Friday, so I'm going uh, I'm to listen to it. Uh, I My thing is I'm still very self-conscious about hearing my voice. I hate the sound of my voice. So, but yeah, whatever. like playbacks are always a little tough. You just have to get over it. it. Is what it is, you know. Right. It's like you got something to say, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> People are gonna have an opinion. Yeah. So I get to switch modes and be like personal security this weekend for my friend who's rapping. He has a. Yeah. A who's book. he opening for? November first, he's opening for Nelly and Juvenile, oh Prince Natty at NKU, uh, Northern Kentucky University on November first. This weekend, though, he's uh, performing in Alabama. And I'm going, you know, support slash security. Yeah. And uh, Friday night, he's performing at a gentleman's club in Birmingham. Oh, my goodness. And uh, Saturday, Saturday's just a club appearance. You're going to be back in your 20s for the next few days. I'm very awkward about strip. I used to work in one, so it's hard to kind of view it from a standpoint of just being a patron. It's, you know, spending the money freely and... You know, because I know the behind the scenes where many many strippers hate men in general. Do you know the only time I went to a strip club was to eat at the buffet. It had a um, mm. steakhouse attached to it, and I went. This steakhouse had like this brunch buffet, 
Yeah. And I went there to, and then I tried to sneak a peek at the strip club. I was willing to the church. I was afraid to really go in there. I had to avoid the appearance of evil according to the scriptures. See, but <laughs> see, the whole thing about church, see, they don't realize that they're just causing us to go buck wild once we take the training oh, wheels off. If you give us little glimpses along the way. I could go down the list of all the girls in my youth group I grew up with all having babies. Oh, really? You know? Oh, man. You know, they're great. They're beautiful families and great mothers now, but it's like, you know. Yeah. It happened really Yeah, exactly. You know, their kids are graduating, and, you know, my kid's going into kindergarten. Yeah. And I waited late. I'm old as hell. Well, see, I don't know. I don't know who's watching that I may know, so I won't tell the secret. But there's a secret uh, Catholic schoolgirls would do to kind of... You know, find a loophole in the rules of keeping oneself pure. Oh, I think everyone knows that. Secret. Oh, okay. All right, cool. All right, gotcha. It's a dirty secret. Well, you know, <laughs> hey, I didn't come up with it. I, I, I didn't indulge either. There's I just. A girl. Oh, I can't tell that story on the thing. I forget. She's probably watching. Anyway. Oh, for I won't real? I tell that story. It's oh, a girl man. I went to college with. She made an accusation about someone, but. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Why? She's really mad because she pooped on her sheets. Anyway, I'll stop there. <laughs> it's okay if you watch it. Get different sheets. Sorry, girl. You know who you are. Just Target, Walmart, they got them for cheap. <laughs> oh, man. So have you had any, like, what? what's the most disturbing oh, encounter you've had with somebody who follows you? Who follows me? Well, I've actually since blocked them. Uh, it's somebody that kept showing up at my house unannounced and uninvited. Really? And also, they would bring uh, uh, random food items that they would want me to eat right in front of them that I'm like, uh, hell to the no. First of all, I haven't <laughs> seen your kitchen and where you cook. Yeah. You know, I need to make sure you don't have, like, cats up on the counter. Right. Because that's my rule. I'll eat. I don't care if you have a dirty kitchen. I got a dirty kitchen, but I clean. I have, I'm clean when I cook. Yeah. But my fucking cat ain't getting up on the counter. And I have been in people's houses and they got the cat, they let the pussies all over the counter. Right. And then they want to make me a gluten free cookie. Mm. Hell no. Yeah. Keep your little hairy ass cookie. Yeah. So, uh, no, I, that's the strangest thing. Somebody showing up at my house unannounced. Ooh, has your, uh, has Teresa ever gotten jealous of one of your admirers? Admirers? I wouldn't say, cause Do you I have, have any admirers? No, we're more like families. People that watch me are more like family. We're small. It's a small group of us, you know? Yeah. We're like family. So, no, there's nothing weird. Like, because, you know, if one of them wants to show me their boobs, I'll show them my boobs. Gotcha. You see my back boobs or my front ones, whichever ones you want. Okay. So you don't have, like, the stash of, like... Follower Polaroids. And... Uh, actually, I do. <laughs> but it's not a stash. It's just there. Teresa, I show Teresa everything. It's a family album? There's no, yeah, I'm like, oh, Teresa, look at this. And she's like, whoa. <laughs> Keep that one. And see, by proxy now, Teresa has like a fan base. Yeah, it's, it's um, I like it because it's small. It's, um, most of them come from, uh, that, um, are part of our family are like, Mm-hmm. came through the the e wilderness with us, you know, the like e they've wilderness. watched us from the time CC is was a baby when mm-hmm. they were. Some of them were following me with the that online chef I was telling you about, yeah. And then some of them found me through the crafting, and yeah, you know. And then I followed them, and it's just like I don't know. I just it's just interesting. It's crazy. I never yeah. thought 
that there would be there's such a um you can have such a network of people that feel like your family, you know? Yeah. And, you know, work has taken me away from being online a lot and it's like Yeah. Being not seeing your parents, it's like I miss being there and you know. Yeah. I'm okay with not seeing my parents for a while. <laughs> <laughs> your mom was just here. How long did she stay for? Uh, she was here for like a month, maybe two. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe my wife is happier not seeing my I parents. I found her to be quite fabulous, but I only had to deal with her for a very short period of time. No, my mom My mom is cool. My She's mom is cool. cool. You know, my dad and I, it's, you know, hit or miss. I love that she sat down and enjoyed our karaoke night. Loved it. That was so fun. Loved it. I think her only disappointment was the fact that she only saw you once. Oh, she was so sweet, so, though. So I felt bad that one night I couldn't come, and she she said she'd gotten dressed up. Yeah, yeah, that was it. That's was what like, it was. Oh my god. Yeah. So don't don't worry about it, man. I'm already decided I'm gonna hire you for a funeral too, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be sweet. What you planning a funeral? Who's uh, my mom's? She's not dead. Well, no, I'm not like planning it, but I'm you know she likes you. Oh well, damn, Fred. Let, well, let's do a singing telegram while she's alive. <laughs> Why we gotta wait till she's dead? <laughs> Yo, so I was looking on IG, right? And I have this tendency, and maybe it's like the OCD in me. So yeah. when it comes to IG and Snapchat, I have to look at everybody's stories who I follow. Yeah. Right? But usually it's just me clicking the screen. I'm not even really paying attention. Yeah. But I've noticed like some high school, like old high school classmates of mine have like awesome like lives. Yeah. You know, lives it's and, and lifestyles. Right? So my thing was it's such bullshit. Who's I wonder who's the most interesting follow you have of people you know? Yeah. And well, I mean, you can't really say their names of the most like saddest uh, I mean you could if you wanted to. No, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Um no, I mean the most interesting that's God, that's hard. There's I mean Will Smith has the most interesting life, period. But just of people you know. I have a friend who's a, uh, well, not a friend, but we went to high school together. And he's like a Chanel model. Really? See, mine are crafters. Yeah. I- I'm fascinated by the handiwork. So there's, um, I don't know, there's people that make like these glitter tumblers. My friend Nikki. Um, That's what tumblers for? Like those glitter tumblers, I you know, like the. Um, oh, I thought you meant like tumbler the app. No, no, no. Uh, like, no, I mean, like the tumbler you drink from. See, I'm talking about like, actual oh, okay. craft stuff. See, like, that's. I get. Yeah. I'm, I admire people's craftiness. Like, when people can paint. Yeah. Like, somebody that can paint, I'm like, whoa. So that, like that. Yeah. That's the most interesting people to me. The people that really are good at their craft, and I also like people that are really shitty at their craft but still try. Yeah. I well, see, I appreciate creativity of like any kind. Yeah, because, yeah, any kind of creativity. Really. Yeah, that's I can appreciate admire. that. And it's hard for me to pick. I couldn't pick one because, you know, there's what, I think, cumulatively, like, 20,000, 30,000 people that are part of, like, my little community online, our family. The little community. And it's like, that's they all sizable. have, like, a, there's a, 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 a genuine spark of creativity that's so unique. Yeah. It's just crazy because you can see the the... The span of people's talent, you know, like nobody yeah. does the same thing. I love you being can try around. Try to imitate it, but everyone—that's yeah. why I'm not threatened by people with talent, you know. Yeah. Even other videographers, it's like, well, what you do is what you do. Yeah. What I do is what I do, and if I can learn something from you, great. But I'm yeah. still gonna do what I do. 
Well, I think that's the beauty of what I mean. That's art is subjective, but it's yeah. not to you know. It's supposed to be shared. Yeah. So I think creative talents are the same thing, as well as the energy of it. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just being around the energy. Yeah. Even true. if it's two different like two different forms of you know, creativity, but at the same time, it's still art. There's still something about that energy. Let me ask you a question. So for me, this is something that we've experienced. So when we have like a client that instead of trusting us, they basically show up with like a list. Okay. So it's like, so does that stifle your creativity? Like for me, when someone is like, I want you to do this and this and this and this. Then you don't want me. Outside of reasonable things, like, you know, like, you know, somebody mm-hmm. wants me to fix a weird, you know, could you change this part of the video because I actually make a weird face? Or you can see a booger. Yeah. Can you pick another clip? That that doesn't bother me. Right. But, like, when, does it bother you? Have you ever had people that are like, I want you to do this and this and this? Well, a lot of... Until your creativity. Well, that's why I preface a lot of what we discuss in my initial, initial message to them. But, honestly, if I were to have somebody come on to the show... And they're not comfortable with talking. And that's why I talked to you beforehand, what you're comfortable with. Because if it it becomes more about, you know, I want to talk about this, this, and this, and you're not allowing for, you know, free-flowing, organic conversation, I really don't want to do that. I'm still waiting on the nudity because I told you I was comfortable with your nudity. Well, I appreciate that. And now that we're now incorporating video, then, you know, maybe 2020. enjoy that maybe later. Yeah, we'll work up to that part three. I mean, if we're charging, I mean, at this point, the wife and I take whatever. You know. What's that thing that YouTubers are using? It's Patreon. Is that Patreon? Yeah, what I I've seen it. I have you no can idea pay what it is. A YouTuber, like a big major YouTuber, to do a video for you, like a personal video. Okay. And like you donate to their Patreon, it's like how they're making money because their ad revenue is like in the shitter. Yes. So okay, you can get these little personal messages. So they just sitting there on their toilet with their camera. YouTubers Going, are hey friend. Yeah. It's like YouTube they're almost making the YouTubers feel like cam girls and cam guys. It's weird because the entertainment industry is very threatened by YouTube. And like you look yeah. at like have you followed Shane Dawson? I have not. Oh my gosh. Shane he's Dawson. doing like these little uh, exposés on other YouTubers and he's good. And really? anyway, he is revolutionizing the way that people uh, programming on the internet because I mean it's okay. like a series the buildup is crazy. He's got millions. I'm like 12, 15, 18, 20 million people watching each one of these videos. Okay. You have to check him out. Yeah. I've started to get into it. It's very interesting how he's changed. It's people are watching it. Like they used to watch old television. Really? Yeah. I've started going down the YouTube rabbit hole of like conspiracy theories. Oh, and, and he has a whole thing on conspiracy. theories. Oh, for real? He started out with conspiracy theories. I got introduced to this, um, my good friend Aaron and her fiance Graham showed me this one young lady on YouTube who does the conspiracy videos and she came from doing like cosmetic stuff and then she kind of changed lanes into that. She's really good though. Like I can't remember her name. It, she looks weirdly like my ex-girlfriend. So that was a little <laughs> trippy. But we watched one on uh, Amelia Earhart. We watched one on JFK. Um, I watched those 9-11 ones. I get down a rabbit hole of 9-11. Next thing you know, I'm in hollow earth. I'm it's telling you, man. How do I go from 9-11 to hollow earth? Hey, man. I Trust me. My cousin told me to watch this movie called The Zeitgeist, and they touch on that. And, uh, you know, for for not wanting to alienate or offend, I will not, ex, you know, expound on what gets revealed. Well, you know, people are probably revealed. Googling it. 
Yeah, yeah. They They've taken it off. Right of, they took it off of Netflix. Really? Yeah. So I don't know where you can watch it. I don't think it's on Hulu or anything like that. But yeah. Wow. They took it off, but it dives. I into... can't watch stuff like that. I start posting political shit on social media, <laughs> losing friends. Well, I had. I mean, I had to show you. I showed you the uh, Stormy Daniels, Donald Trump back yes. and forth oh from yesterday. God. I can't believe she said he was little. Why? Why can't you believe that? Well, you can't because, believe it, I mean, or you just can't believe she said it. It's like, why engage each other? It's like, if he's going to engage you in it, it's like, really, you're going to engage the president in a Twitter war? Let me tell you who's going to win. Well, I'm pretty sure Stormy Daniels, who was already doing pretty well for herself, has probably quadrupled her her, you know her money income. she's charging now? I mean, her whole... She could speak at a college now, with clothes on. She could. She's already done a 60 Minutes interview, had a New York Times bestseller. She's now still touring and, and doing club stops. And uh, Too bad she can't sing. I, yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> she could sing, honey. She'd be like the quadruple whammy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would few... like to see her be able to get out of that industry, though. I would love well... to be able to see her like make a living. You know where she can go. You can always go into the ministry and make a lot of money. As an old porn star, you can be an old wrestler, an old celebrity, or an old porn star that gave it, that is, you know. Now, like, change your you know, life for hope for Jesus. Um, she could. I mean, for a while she wasn't even performing because she had hurt her back horseback riding. So she, um, she was just strictly directing. So, I mean, she's more behind the. The camera. She She's a boss. Reeves moment. I didn't know that. Well, not full Christopher Reeves. Just you know, tumble off a horse. Rest back in injury. Um, but now I think she's just been more touring. I don't. She's done a few in front of the scenes, in front of the camera scenes. But she's been primarily directing. Wow. But yeah, but no, man. I mean, yeah, you can't. You can't win. You can't win engaging with anyone on social media. Mm-hmm. There is no win, and it's just basically a war of attrition, and you wait for the first person to log off. It really, for me, it depends on how bored I am at the time. Sometimes I really am in the mood to engage with a bitch, and then sometimes I'm just like, Mm-mm, I've gotten today, myself devil. in trouble with not that. Today, devil. Yeah, I've gotten myself in trouble with that. With somebody I used to be cool with, somebody that I actually was it politics. No, it wasn't politics. It was over Drake. A Drake? Drake? The no, singer? Yeah, Drake. Not a Drake. Drake. The Drake. How the hell you lose a friend over Drake? Bro. All right, so he was a big straight, a uh, big Drake stan. And, you know, over the course of the summer, he had a battle with Pusha T. And, you know, obviously, naturally, you pick sides because that's what we would always do as passionate hip-hop fans. And I guess I went too far in my ridicule of him being a Drake fan. No shit. That homie thought it was cool to make a comment about my wife. And then he he got like three of his little friends to start talking and jumping in and chiming in. And so so, sitting up at the Starbucks. Send. Yeah, yeah. So my thing is eventually, I mean, what are we going to do? We're just going to keep talking or are we just going to pull up? Right. Eventually, I'm going to see you at the K&W. Yeah, but they were in New York. And I'm like, why am I getting so charged up over this? So it's not worth it. So I just blocked them and moved on with my day. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you don't win. Because even if you get them with a good burn or a good zing, I mean, at the end of the day, does it exist as soon as you block them? No. It does make you wonder about someone's mental stability when they get so triggered online. Like, when they have these extreme reactions, they start going after your family. It's like, 
you know, this is like kind of like not real life. Like it's real life, right. but not real life. Like it's polished. It yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a way for you to craft your own. You know, it's interesting. I didn't know when it comes to uh, Instagram particularly. Oh, yeah. You were asking about your friends and their so-called great lives. It's well, no, all no, bullshit. Well, you will see, the thing is, they withhold likes. And they do this so you don't see all of your likes at once. You see your like, and you may log off, and you go off for a while. I just don't care. And you'll come back on, and you have like seven more likes, right? But it helps in regards to your self-esteem that every time you come back in or you get a notification, you're constantly getting that positive reinforcement for your like. Now, for all you know, all those likes came earlier in the day. You're just now being notified of it. I didn't know that. I didn't know but they do that like- because they recognize how much people gauge their, their happiness in regards to the response they get. Off of a post. See, the only and time I the care likes. is like when I'm live. I like for pe- I ask people to like because it actually alerts people like in my group that I'm live. Like yeah. the more, you know, every, it's like it fuels it. Like the more hearts that go on the screen, the more the algorithm. You can actually see it, and when it's done, you can see the algorithm go up. Oh, okay. And um, or, but like other than that, I just yeah. if I don't get likes on something, I'm like okay. I know people look yeah, at it. It depends I don't on me. Like See, something when I look at it, so I'm just like that. Doesn't mean people didn't look at it. I don't know. know. I'll cares? be. I, I'll be honest, man. That, that stuff affects me depending on the day. Some yeah. days I can be like whatever, and then there's sometimes where I've had many come to Jesus talks with my good friends. Uh, not good friends. There's one good friend I'll reach out to when I'm feeling some kind of way about the lack of love. <laughs> Teresa's texting me, but um, she's but, probably like. Uh, I'm hungry. Come home. <laughs> Word. Yeah. So we'll wrap it up. But yeah, no. I see. That's the thing. You're kind of impervious to that. You're impervious to that. You yeah. don't. You told me before I got into podcasting. Like, so be you're prepared doing to it be for the likes. You're yeah. going to be insulted. You might not. You might feel yeah. like nobody's listening, but you have to do it because you have something to say or share. You know. And if it yeah. makes one person happy, honest to God, I mean, it. There are moments I've had with people online where it's like. I knew it was a moment where we were supposed to share that moment, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, if, if it just makes one person happy, who cares, you know? It's yeah. great. Yeah, true indeed, man. One so. less lonely. Wait, what's that song? One, two less lonely people in the world tonight. Anyway. See, the thing is, eventually I got to learn these songs so we I can jump in. Oh, it's that. Oh, and that's going to take ballads. our chemistry through the roof, man. Some 80s ballads. That's all. There's like three groups. Ario Speedwagon. Chicago, Billy Joel, that's pretty much all I'm saying. We got to figure out, because whatever it is, it's going to carry us to being a late night show on either Bravo or VH1. I'm we not sure how to harmonize one. so we can do our opening song. I told you I could. I, I might be able to be able to carry a note. Oh, we're going to do this off camera, because yeah. I don't want to hurt your feelings on camera if you can't sing. I don't want them to hurt my feelings on camera. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay if you hurt my feelings, man. It's all oh good. It's still family, man, but... Um, but man, thanks again. Thank you. That was awesome. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? This was this was dope. We should do this like quarterly. Listen, I think the next time we get together, we need to have a psychic. Oh yeah. Do a reading for sure. Live. I can. I'm cool with that. We gotta find a psychic. We I can want make one it happen. Dresses real fucking kooky. I want one with like, like all Whoopi the Goldberg and Ghost yes, and all honey, of that. I want a table to shake. <laughs> Eyes rolling in the back I of her head. All of that. Scammed by a. By the best. Word. I'm with it. I'm with it. Awesome. I'm down. Absolutely. Hey, bye Facebook Live. Bye, y'all. Thanks for watching. Take care of one another. Be good to one another. Peace.
Peace. I do not buy dreams. I sell them.